If you don't do this, you can't have that. Don't you wish you could crush your problems this week? Well, if you do, there's gotta be one thing that you're absolutely committed to doing 100% or else you cannot have the victory over your problems that you want to have. Hi, my name is Gabe Kolstad. I'm with Westside Community Church and I wanna be talking to you today in this episode of Midweek Motivation about how you can crush your problems this week and really there's one key thing you gotta be willing to do and that is to decide, distinguish, to discern the difference between God's part in all of this and your part. And so we're gonna be unpacking that as we go through this. I wanna walk you through uh, something super important to understand. When I spoke this past week about our series Tough as Nails at Westside in a message called Grit That Won't Quit, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it here in this podcast. I said this to, uh, to kick it off. Your fatigue and discouragement are not an accident. They've been carefully orchestrated. And the conspiracy is working fabulously. If you'll just keep going the way you are, sooner or later, you're gonna quit, give up, and the enemy is gonna win decisively. Now, we don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. And we can avoid it if we'll embrace a different way of looking at how to solve our problems because it comes from a different source of power. But you don't get that power if you don't recognize the difference between God's part and your part. Most people give up because they don't know the difference between what God is supposed to be doing in their life and what they're supposed to be doing in their life. Now, this past week, we looked at a story from the New Testament uh, in Acts chapter 27. It was about the Apostle Paul and the shipwreck. And in the shipwreck, some interesting things had happened. Um, I mean, there was things that he could control and things that he couldn't control. Now, they made it out of the shipwreck alive, and that's really important. But if you don't address this issue, if you don't figure out how on a regular basis, on a day-to-day, over and over again, you can decide and discern between what God is supposed to be doing and what you're trusting uh, your higher power to do and what you're supposed to be doing. Not mixing up the two. Too often it's easy to do that, to go, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step over into what God is supposed to do. And we do that through worry, you know, control, different things like that. Or then we step away from the things we're supposed to be doing. And our sense of responsibility gets blurred by, you know, maybe our desire for uh, comfort. And we wanna be careful that we don't let that happen. And so I wanna talk to you briefly about knowing the difference between what is God supposed to do in your life and what can only he do? And what are you supposed to make sure that you do, no matter what, that you actually take responsibility for? And it's pretty easy to determine the difference. I'm gonna give you kind of one filter for it and then we'll flesh it out a little bit. But here's the filter. It's about what you can control and what you can't control. You know, anything that's beyond your control is something that God is supposed to do and something that we gotta trust him with. And uh, in the example of Paul in the shipwreck out in the Mediterranean Sea, we saw, you know, there's things that he could not control. He couldn't control the destination. Why? Because he was a prisoner on a ship bound for Italy because he had appealed to Caesar for being uh, in trouble for teaching the good news about Jesus. And, you know, whether that's something you connect with or not right now, maybe you're not at that place in your own journey where you'd say, well, that's something I want to do. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that he couldn't control the outcome of where he was headed. He was headed to a place that uh, he probably ultimately didn't want to be going because he didn't want the circumstance he was in necessarily. 
but um, he, that's where he was headed. He, he was not in control of the circumstances of the entire trip. He wasn't in control of the storm at sea, of the fact that he was on a ship with other prisoners, uh, none of that stuff. He wasn't in control of the timing. Nothing about the timing was in his control at all. And he wasn't in control of other people's hearts. You know, that be the people that are uh, guarding him, those who had said, we're going to send you to Rome so you can appeal to Caesar, uh, those who had accused him of some crime in the first place. He was in control of other people's hearts or what that outcome was going to be. So think about it in your own situation. You don't necessarily control the destination of where you're at right now or where you're even headed, uh, you know, the, of, of what, the out, what, what the circumstances in life have dealt you in that sense. You don't control those circumstances, what the weather is like, uh, you know, uh, how how uh, favorable your job or your industry is to your profession right now, you know, what the economy is doing. You don't control those things, right? You don't control the timing of things, when doors open, when you get offered promotion, you know, when suddenly uh, something in your life breaks through that you had no control of. You don't control those things. You don't control other people's hearts, you know, the mood that other people are in, um, how they feel about you, what they say about you, those things. You don't control those things. And, and so... There's things you cannot control. And in that case, what do you do? Well, you give them over in trust to God. And there's really one way that we can do this in our lives, and that is through prayer. The Bible says in James that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person produces much fruit. In other words, there's great power in prayer. And if you want to test God in something, you want to try something out, I would encourage you to try praying for the things you cannot control with a trusting attitude and see what will happen. I bet you God's going to show up in a way you might not have previously experienced or expected, but he's going to do something that only he can do. That's the point. He is God. He is the one who created us and sustains us, and uh, He he's the one that gets that opportunity in our lives. Now, there's stuff that you can control, and that's what we're going to be focusing our energy on because here's where a lot of people give up is they go, well, I can't control anything, so I'm not going to do anything. That is not true. You can control primarily two things. The first thing that you can control is your attitude. You can control your attitude. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, it says rejoice. It's a command. Paul the Apostle's talking, and again, this guy can talk from experience and, and, and really with confidence and conviction and say, like, look, you can choose good attitude even if you get thrown in prison for something that wasn't even a, sin, you know, a, a crime uh, that you shouldn't have gotten in trouble for. Uh, if you're falsely accused for something, you can still rejoice. You can choose an attitude of joy. So you can choose your attitude. He said in Acts 27 during this shipwreck when everybody else was freaking out he goes i choose to believe god because god told me we're not going to die here we're going to make it i got to go to rome and so he goes i choose to believe god that's an attitude choice you can choose right now in your circumstance no matter what your marriage looks like no matter what your kids are doing no matter how tired you are of a pandemic no matter what your job situation is you can choose an attitude of joy and to trust and believe the best you can choose that and if you do, you know what's going to happen, right? In some ways, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that you'll, you'll get what you expect. Jesus even said that, according to your faith, it will be done to you. And, and so, I mean, you got to say, well, I, I got to decide, if, am I going to choose joy or am I going to choose to let my attitude be dragged into the mud, dragged through my circumstances, 
let other people determine it, let circumstances determine it. No, you don't have to do that. You have full power to choose your attitude. It's the beauty of the mind. We have the power to choose what we do with it. And because God gave us free will, we're in control of those things. So choose joy, choose your attitude. Here's the second thing you can control, and it is your actions. You knew that was coming. Your attitude and your actions, you can, you can choose those things. You can control them. And uh, Paul said in Acts 27, in the shipwreck scenario, he goes, hey, guys, nobody's eaten in two weeks. You guys got to eat some food because you, your brains aren't working. There's not enough blood sugar happening for you to think straight. And so he goes, I need you to get strong, to have energy and nourishment, to make better decisions, to think better. Um, and so you got to eat some food. And then he went first and he said, I'm going to eat. Now I'll show you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. They were worried so sick about the shipwreck that they didn't even eat. You know, and sometimes we go, well, I'm not going to take, uh, you know, responsibility for my own health. Well, that's not good. You know, your health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your mental health, your financial health, those are all so important. You serve a lot of people and other people are looking to you and you may not think so, but everybody's a role model to somebody. And, and so when you think about your life, one of the things you can choose is your actions. You can choose to do the right thing. And uh, I would encourage you to do that. Now, the other thing they, they did, he, he goes, not just eat. He said, lighten the load. So they had this ship was going to go down. They knew the ship was going to go down. But the question was, how far offshore was the ship going to go down? So they wanted to get as close to shore as possible. So they said, let's throw all the extra cargo overboard because we want to save our lives. And it's a good thing they did. They all made it out of that situation alive because they did what they could do. And I've discovered in my life that God will never do for you what you can do for yourself. And he's prompting you, he's encouraging you, he's nudging you, he's showing you, he's directing you. And, and many, many things are really in our court. We can do something about them. And if we can do something about them, and he's shown us that that's the right thing to do, then not doing it, actually the Bible says, the New Testament the book of James says, to, if, you don't, if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it to you, that's a sin. Uh, because you're not fulfilling the thing that you can do, which is what God absolutely expects of you and me to do. First Corinthians six twelve says these wise words to us. It says, I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Paul's saying, look, we're in control of our actions, meaning even our health, even our choices, even the, the wise versus foolish things that we might do. And so he's going, make the wise choice, do the right thing, because you're in control of that. You can choose that. So you can choose your attitude. You can choose your actions. And I want to encourage you this week, think about your own scenario. Like, what situation are you in right now? And you, you got problems coming your way. You want to crush those problems. Well, the real thing, the real deal, is that there's some things you can control, and there's some things you can't. The things you can control, choose your attitude, choose your actions wisely. Make sure they line up with where you want to be headed in life, where God is leading you, what God wants for your life. Then there's things you can't control at all. You know, some of you are in a situation where maybe in a relationship um, you're, you're obligated to somebody and um, they're not the person that you thought they were. They're not doing the things that they said they would do. And uh, you have to look at God and say, God, I can't change this person's heart I can't change the way this person behaves. So I'm asking you to change their heart and I'm asking you to influence the way they behave. And those are some real deals in life. Some of you are in a situation at work and you're saying, man, I, uh, everything that I've done, I can, you know, that I could do, I've done. 
And, and so God, I'm leaving the undone to you because it's out of my hands. And you can have that prayer journey where you're really trusting God. And so I hope that you'll take this to heart this week. I hope it will help you and encourage you. I hope you'll also do two things uh, as a result of this opportunity. One is to subscribe and share. Maybe somebody in your life needs to crush their problems this week. Maybe you got three people you could share this with that just need some hope and encouragement this week. Would you go do that, subscribe and share this podcast? And secondly, would you consider stopping by a Westside service this weekend, either on site if you're in the Portland, Oregon area, or online at westsidecommunitychurch.com. We would love to hang out with you where we talk about practical things that matter to our lives every single week, and we have a great time. I think you would love being with us, and so I hope to see you soon. Have an awesome week.